Welcome back to Coffee Break with Miss Debbie, where we blend faith, art, and studio life. We try to do it with grace, humor, and a little bit of grit. There are days we don't feel like doing it. There are days that life sucks. Humor helps everything. The Proverbs say that a merry heart doeth good. I say laughter energizes. So each week on the podcast, we try to grab a hold of a subject that might be a little sticky, might be a little tricky, but I also say it's tricky, but we can do it. We are leaders, we are business owners, and we are successful. As I sometimes do, I am actually going to read to you today from the blog, Life in the Studio, and other funny things that happened to me. I might tag this podcast up close and personal with Miss Debbie, but I'm just going to go ahead and read to you. My husband read this blog and kind of noticed that that my writing tends to be a little bit more genuine and well thought than when I'm just talking off the cuff. And I said, well, yes, that does make sense because podcasting is more casual. But for those of you that like to read but don't read, let me just share with you the latest blog titled, It's Been a Long Minute Since I Last Vlogged. I lost steam. I lost interest. There was no motivation because I was lost, and I did not think it fair to invite the general public into my lost state. I enjoy reading from authors who seem to have it going on and can give a sense of security and direction to the reader. Without direction or closure, I would be left wondering what the last few moments of my life had been used for. I read for enjoyment and betterment, but I never want to feel that I've wasted anything, including my time. Don't we all enjoy the feeling of completing something, closing the box and sealing it with a nice, neat, tidy bow? We would never seal the box on a half-finished project, and I'm uncomfortable with clicking publish on an unfinished thought, even if only one person were to read it. So the blogs stopped. The words and the creativity do flow, which is therapeutic for me, but I have not much shared these things. When I hit 55 years old, my body, brain, and emotions all felt simultaneously different, and I thought I would simply bounce back to my, quote, normal after a season of rest and adjustment, but normal seemed to be a thing of the past. Coping with the idea that our younger child was in her senior year of school and we would soon be empty nesters, I developed the insatiable desire for a puppy. And by Christmas of that year, had the most adorable puppy that any woman could dream of. The following spring, we were hit with a global pandemic that brought any sense of predictability to a grinding halt. Like most humans, I braced myself for a difficult couple of weeks. Weeks became months and months became years. My modus operandi was to focus on 24 hour periods. The puppy, now 70 pounds, helped me with this living in the moment mentality as he requested constant attention and took my mind off the troubles. I became the world's greatest dog mom and his every whimper was catered to in detail until the following year when both my husband and I contracted the virus and I was so sick that I could not leave my bed for a full two weeks. The high energy 15 month old puppy was neglected. 
As if my personality did not already carry undue weights of guilt and responsibility, the idea of my baby boy feeling neglected while I tried to recover from COVID-19 was more than I could bear, and I rehomed him. Now he gets to play on a hobby farm with a beautiful, loving family where there's no traffic to endanger him, but I still miss him dearly. This long season of the pandemic fallout, political unrest, students who have fallen behind in both school and motivation have done something to my psyche. Where is the perky, funny, explosive dance teacher that gets the students excited to get out on stage and express themselves? Her 58-year-old body and brain threatened to fail her. Her eternal capital letters patience for middle school girls who think they own the world and tell you as much on a daily basis has gotten up and left the room. The middle school girls may very well be standing in the middle of the room, assuming life revolves around them, but the eternal patience for them has left the room. The modus operandi for 24-hour periods has shrunk to four-hour periods and sometimes 30-minute periods if it involves preschoolers and their mothers. Most of my life, I've been that woman that when her feet hit the floor in the morning, the devil cowers and screeches, oh no, she's up. In recent mornings, the idea of breathing or standing up without getting lightheaded is an idea too big to execute. I've read books about it and prayed for people who were experiencing it. When I first heard the term years ago, it became sort of a cultural catchphrase. Every person who didn't feel like doing something was claiming burnout. And I was tempted to, to take over the workload for those poor, lazy people while they laid in long chairs eating cupcakes all afternoon until I hit this season and I realized it would take me an immense amount of energy to go out into the yard, unfold the lawn chair and sit down. Who would even bake the cupcakes? I am too tired. I'm now at risk of someone reading this or hearing it, rolling their eyes and offering to take over the workload for my lazy self. And to them, I might say, have at it. Every eighth grade girl who has ever stood in my classroom thinking how ridiculous I am as a teacher, coach, and director, you may now have the floor. Come prove yourself to be the amazing, smart, mature individual that you believe yourself to be. Every client who has visited our school for a minute or a year and then had the nerve to give me a bad online review, have at it, know the least. When asked, to put a little action to all that mouthiness, they might stand like a deer in the headlights, not moving a muscle. And I'm reminded of that old phrase, talk is cheap. It is said that recovery from burnout takes about two years. So great, I'll be 60 by then. I'm going to lean into the power of writing and blogging as a means of burnout recovery. If any re reader finds validation in following my process of recovery, Feel free to read on. A reader may sense cynicism and defeat in my communication. That's not my intention, but if that's part of growth, then so be it. For me, it's more like honesty. I know myself to be upbeat and optimistic, but a human can only take so much 
before I might request that others start to share some of the emotional burden. Maybe some of the folks that I've been serving could put use to those gifts they've been given and now serve others with less complaining. But what do I know? Running a dance school is like being a mom with many kids. These kids, however, do not grow up and move out. They multiply. Every year, another batch of them will become eighth graders, meaning I will never be promoted from the position of being disrespected by them and hearing the same broken record phrases. Number one, while I stand on the beautiful green grass of your classroom, may I just point out how much greener the grass is every place else but here? Number two, Hi, my name is Angsty Annie. My life wouldn't suck so much if you would pick music that isn't this music, make the choreography harder and easier at the same time, and get me a different costume. Let me hang out with my non-existent boyfriend instead of having to take technique. And basically, if you would be a better director than the one you are, I wish you actually knew what you were doing. Now, do I blame these circumstances for my sadness? No, I do not, but I do acknowledge them. I'm no longer in optimistic denial that if only I would work harder, things would change. I'm no longer pretending that those sour attitudes are okay, and if only I would work harder, I could fix those attitudes. To my original statement, I am uncomfortable with publishing unfinished work with inconclusive statements, but since it evidently takes two years to crawl out of burnout, I don't want to go two more years without writing. So love, peace, recovery. To Angsty Annie and Yelp Review Ruthie, I wish you well. May you also find the recovery that you need.